Hi guys and welcome back to episode 19 of the In The Hub podcast, brought to you by Playbox Technology UK. In this week's episode, we speak to Gareth Jones, Head of Production Management at HBS. Gareth's career in broadcasting spans 20 years, working on some incredible events like the FIFA World Cup and the 2012 Olympic Games. If you do enjoy this episode, don't forget to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or drop us a follow over on Spotify. So, Gareth, welcome to the In The Hub podcast. How are you today? Thanks, Sam. I'm very well, thanks, Neil. Good to be with you. Gareth, we're going to get straight into the questions, then, if that's okay with you. Absolutely fine. Awesome. So, Gareth, how did you actually get started in the broadcasting industry, and was it always a sure thing from the start? Um, Not really. I mean, I started my career um, post-school as a a trainee accountant and uh, for a printing firm. But after about a year of that, I uh, I decided it wasn't for me, and I always had a you know interest in film and television. So I looked for a course at the the local college uh, on on video production, and, and and went and studied that for a number of years. But then you know during that that time, I kind of uh, honed in on the broadcast aspects of it. And um, yeah, while studying, I also worked for Chelsea TV, which I guess was my kind of first foray into into live sports broadcasting. So I mean, yeah, we're talking about Chelsea TV. Were you always quite keen to get involved in, in sports and live events and stuff like that then? Oh, I mean, yeah, it's a passion uh, for sure. I, um, you know, uh, I'm a big football fan. So it was always nice to kind of work in a you know, an industry or an environment that, you know, that's also one of your passions, uh, yeah, although that definitely. can kind of have conflicting interests as well um, when it becomes your job. But um, let's see, after finishing uh, college, I went to work for a broadcast rental company um, called Video Europe back when they had facilities in Wandsworth. And, um, you know, my my first job there was, was a, a studio runner. So it was this grabbing people's lunches and they used to paint the paint the studios they had there from white to chroma key green or blue and then back to white again and you know it's not the, the kind of glamorous <laughs> kind of entry into <laughs> uh, the broadcast industry you expect but it's what a lot of people do it's it's kind of a very much it was an entry level kind of routine and, and i kind of think from there you know obviously developed you know to where to where i am now but um yeah certainly uh certainly started at the bottom do you, do you think it's important to kind of start at the bottom in, in whatever industry you're kind of involved in so you know getting used to that kind of gritty um everyday stuff i mean there's no harm in studying because you know it does yeah. give you a grounding and um and a, and a kind of wider knowledge of different aspects in the broadcaster industry you know not just what you end up doing but it gives you appreciation for the different you know pre-production elements and and, and research and uh, you know, even down to the logistics of, of operations. So there's no harm in studying, but eventually, unless you've got a, you know, decent entry level, you, you, you may well start at the bottom. And I think that's always a good way to to kind of get a good grounding in the industry. And it depends on the company, really. If you've got into a company that there is, you know, room for growth and and promotion, it's great. But if you're there and they just see you as a person to work uh, and and do a functional job, with no room for or any opportunity to grow then yeah you could get quite stunted which you know i have seen in in certain companies i've worked for but also to to, to friends and colleagues where you know sometimes a sideways sideways step is needed to 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 then to then move upwards yeah completely understand so um when was it that you actually started working with hbs started work um with hbs back in 2010 um in the preparation for the fifa world cup uh in South Africa, so um, I came on board quite late in the project, and and uh, I used to look after the 
um, the ENG project, so electric news gathering. Um, we had, I think, 40 crews uh, operating in South Africa. So it was kind of taking uh, the you know different equipment that was to be provided to those crews and training them, and then and then managing the, the in the field operations. So in terms of HBS, are there any particular events that you've worked on that stick out for you? Are there any particular highlights? Ah, uh, 2010 was uh, 2010 in South Africa was definitely a career highlight. Uh, first. The World Cup that I'd worked on and an event to that scale it was very eye-opening you know I'd worked on uh, events before but usually they are one or two day um, film premieres or music events um, so when you see something that's on the scale of a FIFA World Cup and it kind of blows you away and to be part of that is uh, you know it's an honour it's very privileged because obviously you know there's a lot of people that kill for that opportunity so definitely a big highlight and I think yeah and again you know, working in working for a company like HBS, we were afforded a lot of good and interesting projects. Um, for me, a recent highlight was working on the uh, Rugby World Cup in Japan. Uh, that was an IGBS project. Uh, so IGBS uh, is a joint venture between HBS and IMG. Um, we were the host broadcaster for World Rugby, and I mean that event was was fantastic. And you know, it was record been recognised with some awards for the coverage. Which I'd say is a real testament to the the hard work that World Rugby put in uh, the LOC and, and the numerous suppliers that were involved. It was it was a real team effort. I guess just basing off of all of that and the, the many events that you've had the honour of working on, is there kind of like a single takeaway or piece of advice that you give to someone who's you know managing these key production aspects of, of live events? You know, is, is there a single most important thing you've learned throughout your career? Or there's a couple really. I mean, I think you know communication is is, is clearly key with internal with your client within the uh, organizing committee and i think uh, you know everything is 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 kind of achieved through detailed planning but you've also got to expect the unexpected yes these events yes. and then very important and, and have a solid foundation that that can cover <laughs> when yeah. when things don't go exactly as you, as you as you expected or to plan and um i mean i don't know my kind of philosophy and principle is you know obviously to work hard be nice to people where possible <laughs> uh whenever <laughs> yeah. possible um yeah. and you've got to learn to love those those long hours and, and long days otherwise it's uh it's very challenging uh, industry to work in yeah i think a key aspect you brought up there is is just composure isn't it because as much as you can plan for for a particular outcome uh there's always a, a loose screw that can go and, and yeah exactly i mean we'll in terms of everything that's designed is about having some redundancy um not just in the equipment but the people as well so yeah, we've had many things that, that have happened over the years that, that catch you by surprise, but you know, you know, none of them that's caused that, that you know a real failure. So that's uh, you know obviously something that you obviously always got to keep in mind. So for anyone who might not know and, and is listening to this episode, could you kind of give us an overview of what you guys cover at Host Broadcast Services or HBS? Yeah, HBS is. I mean, fundamentally, we are a project management company for um, that host broadcast major sporting events um, with the client. We look to define their project, and then from that, we make sure that we design it to the specifications, the latest broadcast, technical innovations included where wherever they need to be leveraged, and and then deliver, and then deliver to that, you know, on spec, on budget, on time. Um, so it's define, design, deliver is kind of the, the one of the mottos of the company. So we deliver services around the host broadcast that encompass um, uh, live, non-live production, engineering, venue management. 
uh, any construction that's needed, whether it's an international broadcast center or um, at the venue, so now digital services. And then behind that is a lot of support services, not just to the HP operation in general, but to all the staff that work for us. So logistics, um, HR, legal, you know, make up part of the company. And, and you know, obviously we, we also on behalf of the client, you know, look to manage the the services for the broadcasters that, that uh, are needed on these events and and provide them with all the latest information they need to to kind of access and 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 carry out those services yeah to the full scope yeah obviously we, we've noticed broadcast academy and, and that is a part of hbs so could you tell us a little bit mm-hmm. more about the broadcast academy yeah um, and, and what does that program hope to achieve in the long run? Yeah, sure, no problem. Um, so, Broadcast Academy was um, it was created by HBS to kind of share our knowledge and expertise, you know, and also to try and leave a legacy uh, in the countries where where we've worked and operated. So, over the years, um, it's been dedicated to training more seasoned broadcast professionals. Um, but more recently, it's kind of opened up <laughs> the virtual doors. And- yeah, a lot of that younger generation of aspiring directors replay operators and the like so um i think as well more recently it's kind of we're launching a well recently launched a project access initiative so that's to promote um women in the sports broadcast industry um so making a long-term commitment to making the the industry a more inclusive field no it sounds really good i can't wait to see what you guys do with it as well in the future yeah, it's it's, it's, it's um, yeah, I think it's a real you know asset obviously to to the company and the industry and and this year there's there's always new training models that are going out there and um, a lot around the replay operations so yeah. new sports outside of football with you know covering rugby um, with um, with some expert directors who's in a French director Laurent Dome for that course he was one of our um, rugby World Cup directors recently yeah. and obviously uh, to continue the project Ash access initiative. To, to, to work and include more um, minorities as well. Yes. No, it sounds like really good stuff. Sounds like a great cause as well. Mm-hmm. Gareth, this is a question we, we tend to ask at the end of every episode. Um, what, what do you see as the future for the broadcasting and media industry as a whole? And, and we usually ask guests to try and keep it to one word um, and then obviously expand on this if possible. Um, I think one word would be digital. Yes, 100%. Um, to expand on that, I mean, it's digital platforms that are going to enable direct-to-consumer content, which I think in the in the the, the way that that media um, is consumed now is is going to be very important. And I think trends are going that way, especially obviously since uh, and then perhaps the the pandemic has has, has pushed that forward and, and accelerated it. So I think that is the future. You can't really kind of speak about this without not not mentioning remote production um in terms of uh, where the industry was looking to develop over the next few years perhaps with uh production in hdr uhd um perhaps that's you know actually had to go to one side although it continues and and the focus i think for all of the big broadcasters and technical suppliers has been to accelerate their remote production capabilities and you know see it's you know, it was already in, in, in motion, but taking football, for example, I think, you know, with the pandemic, we're already seeing that these games are now being covered away from the venue, different roles, even the director, then, and uh, a lot of the gallery teams are, are working remotely and, and you're then having a team that includes the, obviously the camera operators and, 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 and certain amount of technical staff at the venue. But, um, you know, that, that, that trend will obviously continue and, and we will look to, to, 
kind of implement that on vents where where necessary and obviously where there's still that redundancy to to make sure that there's no risk you know because obviously everything still needs to be evaluated in a different way there's things that you can put into practice on site as soon as you remove it then you need to know that it's going to work and that the the, the connectivity is going to is going to be safe so yeah slightly expanded answer on what you're answering but yeah my one <laughs> word is digital but then yeah it's clearly yeah you, yeah i think you've summed it up well like i think 2020 has been a whirlwind of a year and obviously now us in going into 2021 i think digital really does summarize it to be honest um and for the future as well yeah 100 percent. um so just to end on then gareth uh, are there any exciting projects in the pipeline for hbs that you can talk to us about you know see outside of the 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 larger projects um this year um we had a lot of events that were postponed or cancelled so some of those have moved into um into 2021 um but one event that was always planned is is the gold cup the football gold cup that's going to happen in the united states uh this summer and the other big hbs host broadcast project is going to be roland garros so the you know, the French tennis open, yes, yeah. you know, later this month, oh, sorry, not this month, later this year. I mean, aside from the HBS projects, uh, we're part of the Infront group. Um, so we have a, a department of Infront Productions and they have a number of projects um, that are kicking off this year. There's a remote production of the uh, the Fist Championships uh, uh, and then there's the um, IIHF uh, Hockey uh, World Championships also in the spring. So yeah, a couple of... Uh, Big ones in there. Well, actually, in the first half of the year, most of this is so. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. It's just great to hear. Going to keep us busy. Yeah, it's great to hear that, that you guys are obviously busy and that, that sports just making a comeback as well. Because uh, 2020 didn't look good at all. Indeed, and I think you know, there's you know, obviously being embedded in the industry, we have colleagues, friends that that you know have have not been able to work, and you know, there's been a lot of uncertainty. We've been in a very lucky and privileged position where the longer term projects have certainly enabled us to continue working as normal. Um, but still seeing all of the cancellations and postponements around us, which is obviously going to cause a lot of uh, uncertainty and anxiety in the industry, you know, with the, with the obvious, with the obvious you know, reasons for the revenue that's connected with that. But yeah, it's making a comeback. I think there's ways to do that. And as we discussed with the remote production and to see, it'd be great to see, see fans back in the, in the stadium as soon as possible. But um at least until then, we can can hope to get pictures at least of the the fans and, and you know watching at home. So, how can people get in touch with you and HBS if they want to find out more about anything you guys are up to? Uh, on social media, there's the Twitter account, which is HBS underscore tweets. Uh, we're on LinkedIn, um, the HBS website as well. Um, it's a good way to obviously have more detail on what what the company does and services we offer. And just to say that you know we're always recruiting for for projects, long and short term contracts. So so don't hesitate to, to get in contact. And the email for that is info at hbs.tv. Awesome, sounds really good, Gareth. So thanks so much for coming on and answering the questions. It's been really insightful. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Neil. Thanks. Thanks.